I'm Cullen Gokhurst, CEO and founder of Union Kitchen. And this is Food Founders, stories from launch to scale. Let's get started. In this episode, we speak with Ben James, founder of Stone's Throw Hash. Growing up in rural Virginia with neighboring farms, Ben developed a love for food, particularly breakfast food, at a young age. After taking courses in sustainability at Tufts University, Ben was shocked by the fact that only 1% of food consumed is from farms within 400 miles of the end destination. This inspired Ben to research and develop products to change this statistic. Ben initially launched a line of potato hashes through a food truck operation in Baltimore, connecting with his core consumer and soliciting feedback to innovate his product offerings. Since then, he's launched a mix of sweet potato and red potato hashes available in the frozen section at Giant, Whole Foods, and many other retailers throughout the region. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Colin, uh, CEO and founder of Union Kitchen. Yep. Uh, thanks for coming out here, Ben. Yep. Um, why don't you just tell us a little bit. So, you know, what's your name? What's your company? Yeah. What do you do there? Sure. So I'm Ben, and I'm the founder and CEO of Stone's Throw Hash. Gotcha. Stone's Throw Hash makes these really flavorful, healthy, and convenient breakfast and lunch style bowls. Gotcha. And, and you're making this for grocery stores and in the frozen aisle, right? Exactly. Gotcha. Yep. Very cool. Frozen's always a, a fun one, but a growing category. Yes, it is. Very much gotcha. so. Gotcha. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what got you into food yeah. of all things, yeah. right? I think that's always really interesting yeah. and kind of, uh, you know, your, your path towards this. Okay. Um, I know you, you've worked in food for a while. But I have, yeah. What was the first thing that kind of you decided that the food industry was interesting for you. When did you realize that? When I was five years old. <laughs> five years old. Nice, man. Yeah, I've Very always... Cool. So you've got a good one. you got the grandma story or something, right? Yeah, well, right. I'm not grandma, but I've always loved uh, food. And uh, it actually, I say five because I started cooking my parents' breakfast. I'd wake up early. That's great. And I'd cook them breakfast. So breakfast has always been something I love. And uh, so anyway, that was my first kind of foray and interest in the food. And it's progressed, obviously, since. Gotcha. So you're going to high school. You're going to college. It's all yeah. four... Foregone conclusion, you're going to work in the food industry. <laughs> At some point. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh, uh, we, we talked a little bit in the intro that, yeah. you know, it was a s- sustainability uh, courses, um, yeah. you know, at a university that kind of further inspired you to move forward. Tell me a little bit about your education. You know, what, yeah. what's your background there? Yeah. So uh, I did my undergrad down in Fredericksburg, Virginia at the University of Mary Washington. Okay. Uh, then I went and got my MBA at Washington University in St. Louis. Uh, worked for a little while at Nestle Purina in the, okay. in the food industry. There you go, food right into it. Exactly, dog food at first. Then we, <laughs> then I made my way into. We all have our path. Exactly. Then I made my way into human food at uh, Ocean Spray Cranberry. So oh, very cool. That was where I uh, hooked up with Tufts University. To your to your point earlier, um, and it was interesting. It was actually kind of a work thing that got me into it at first. Uh, so at the time, I was working on the grocery business for Ocean Spray. And, and so looking, just yeah. Ocean Spray, right? Yeah. It's, it, this is beverages or oh, are, what yep. are you doing at Ocean Spray? Are you frozen foods? I mean, what are you working on? Sure. Yeah, it's a good point. So it's, uh, they did beverages. So, you know, your Ocean Spray cranberry juice, yeah. craisins. So they have the, the cranberries, free, uh, dried cranberries. They have a lot of different offerings, but it's all around cranberries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All cranberries. A mission involving cranberries. Exactly. exactly. Okay, cool. So you're doing that and yeah. uh, you, you get the opportunity to, to learn more kind of about your industry. Yeah, exactly. And it was also, we like at Ocean Spray, they had a, a great story. It's a co-op. It's farmer-owned. Um, a lot of regional sourcing. So a lot of it was from 
you know, either the Northeast, Mid-Atlantic, or Upper Midwest, or Upper West Coast. So I wanted to, do, we were looking at doing some activations with grocery stores in certain regions. So I got really interested in sustainable food systems yeah. and wanted to kind of get more into the weeds with that. Mm -hmm. So that was what first got me to Tufts, and I started taking some courses there. That's very cool. And then so, you know, your Tufts obviously sounds like a, a fit for your career. But when you were in college and, yeah. and getting your MBA, were you, were you thinking and were you, you know, directing your course study towards food or were you more generally studying? Yeah, it was more general business at the time. I knew I, gotcha. you know, food was always in a passion and interest, but I knew I wanted to get into business and eventually run my own business. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. So, yeah, kind of so build up my repertoire that way. Yeah. Interest in being an entrepreneur. Yes, exactly. All along. Exactly. Very cool. And yeah. so go and work in what is big food. Right, exactly. Um, and learn the ropes. Exactly. That's the idea. Very cool. All yeah. right. So you're, you're, you're learning these courses and, and these are driving you kind of towards a, you know, maybe a new mindset or maybe just a furthering of your path towards right. your own business. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And with this specifically, you kind of alluded to it in the intro, but I did grow up in rural Virginia. You know, my neighbor worked three different farms. Some of my earliest memories are sitting on his lap in his tractor. Uh, so I've always had kind of a soft spot for local farmers. And um, that was kind of part of it, too. As mm -hmm. I started studying at Tufts, I saw that there was a huge you know, room for growth in the local and sustainable food systems. Yeah. That was something I wanted to kind of help drive the change on. Well, I think a lot about this and I talk a lot, a lot about this, too. Yeah. But, you know, uh, local. Yeah. And what does that mean to us? Is that a cute and good marketing term? Or is it something more? Right. You know, is there a way to make local an advantage right. um, in manufacturing, in product innovation, in development of things, being closer to the food and to the people? Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, from, you know, as a kid, you were close to these things. You're inspired yeah. by that. Yep. And uh, certainly inspired to build this company. Yeah. As well, which is cool. But, but I want to talk a little bit about uh, yeah. local and what that means yeah. for, for you and Stone's Throw. Sure. How is this, a, is this an advantage? For you, or do you think of it as like a constraint and a disadvantage? No, I definitely think it's an advantage. And if anything, the pandemic has accentuated that, mm -hmm. right? Whereas, you know, we still have had some supply chain issues with drivers and stuff, but, you know, we're talking a few hundred miles for a lot of our ingredients versus, yeah. you know, shipping it from overseas and all the nightmares you hear from, you know, all those customs things and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for us, it's actually, it's helped a lot. And I think this has actually proven the fact that, you know, more regional, local supply chains have a true advantage and fit in our society. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. we, we've certainly seen the uh, the collapse of a lot of you know longer yeah. distance supply chains. Absolutely, and it, it's interesting that that's been kind of a noticeable thing for you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so you've been able to keep the supply chain moving. And yeah, going. absolutely. Very cool. So, anyways, jumping back a little bit, yeah. you know, you've got these ideas, um, and where, where where are you living? Um, when the first, it was it, I was in Boston area. So oh, okay. just outside Boston and you've been all over, right? I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all over. And so you end up starting this business. Yeah. So tell me about that and kind of the, what it looked like at first. The process. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, as you said, kind of wanted it to be something around sustainable food. Mm -hmm. And for me, uh, there was also kind of a parallel path too, that made this a good fit. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's that, um, I found out I was allergic to wheat. So, oh, okay. yeah, I had to drastically change my diet. Top of all that, I was working crazy hours, and so was my wife. I had a baby. So time just, you know, went out the window, right? Yeah. And couldn't cook as much and quickly found that there was a complete absence in the grocery aisle and coffee shops and places like that for a healthy, 
hot, flavorful breakfast option. Yeah. Uh, something I love, as or, I said. Or just, you know, anything. Anything, right? right? I mean, exactly. There's a lot of food out there that you're not super pumped about uh, yeah. feeding yourself or your family. Exactly, exactly. So I started making them for myself, portioning them out, giving them to friends, and it kind of started snowballing from there. And these and are I, just ready-made meals or hashes? Yeah, exactly. It hashes, exactly. So I'd pre-portion them, freeze them at the beginning of the week, heat them up on the way out the door. If I had more time, I'd put them in a skillet. Uh, nice. So it's really versatile. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about that, yeah. you know, did, What's a hash? Define a, a hash for all of us. <laughs> well, it comes from the French word hache, meaning oh, okay. to chop. Um, so it's a bunch of chop, chopped veggies. Um, we use either a bed of sweet potatoes, red potatoes, and other assorted veggies. And you add proteins in there too, like chorizo, we have a crab hash. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. Awesome. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, th I think a lot of us are, are used to kind of a basic hash that you're going right. to a diner. Sure. Um, but you've taken that and you've expanded it. You, you talked about a few of the yeah. things that you do. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you started as a food truck. Right. Um, did, were you doing these flavors or were you doing something else entirely? I want, I want to hear about kind of that yeah. progression from, you know, you want to start a business. Yep. It sounds like you jumped right into a food truck. Yep. You know, between now and then. Tell what me happened, that. right? So, <laughs> yeah, it was actually, it was very intentional. So we actually had a food truck at Ocean Spray oh, wow. that we would take to branding events. So I had seen you know, in, in real time, the advantage and the brand building capabilities of a food truck. But I also saw there was additional opportunity in testing the market, yeah. right? So you get real feedback from consumers yeah. and can tweak and test things. Uh, so yeah, we used it essentially as a branding vehicle and a testing ground for the product. I love that. I think I talk about a lot is how do we take the lessons learned that big business, um, large corporations are deploying Right. And how do we uh, put those in the, in the hands of passionate, smart, you know, uh, relentless entrepreneurs, yeah. right? Um, and when, when we do that, can we create a, a better version of yeah. these companies that can be successful, can create impact, you know, kind of across uh, many different types of impact, right? Right. Both financial, but also agricultural and, you know, maybe it's health or right. maybe it's community, whatever those things are. Yeah. So I love that you're like, boom, here's the lessons I learned. Uh, from working at you know Ocean Spray, right, and immediately I'm thinking about those and applying them to this idea of stone throw. Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, so I it, think that's awesome. It was neat. Yeah, and it was uh, you know like I said, great testing ground. We leveraged those insights, and you know those are the flavors that we brought into grocery stores. Gotcha. How long were you running the food truck before you? started making a package product. Yeah, so it was a little over a year. Okay. Um, and we you know, had a good size sample, right? It was over 10,000 units sold. So we're able to kind of see which ones worked, which ones didn't, and leverage the winners and put mm -hmm. them into grocery stores. And what, what were the winners? What were the uh, yeah, so we've got a few up. You know, actually, some of them are up here. We've got the Wakey Wakey Apple Bacon Hash. Um, so that one's a, a big favorite, always been a good seller on the truck. Chore is good, which is, you know, funny play on words. It's our chorizo hash. Um, okay, and that's that's yeah. a sweet potato one. That is a sweet potato one. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and then um, you know we've got some other ones like the veg out bras and other great ones. Vegan, it's my personal favorite with a garam masala seasoning. And one of the great ones that uh, a lot of consumers are loving here in the Mid Atlantic is the baby blue crab. Yeah, you know, we use uh, Maryland blue crab, and uh, that's a <laughs> crowd favorite here. Yeah, they yeah. like that here. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right, so so you you're. Doing a lot of what we talk about, you're, you're learning from yep. customers, finding out what they want, and then using that to kind of direct the future of your company. Exactly. You um, you start making uh, those, what, three, or is it four products? Yeah. And uh, you go to market with that. Yeah. 
yeah. very cool. And so are you still running the food truck now or? No, not right now. Gotcha. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you gotta you stay focused. You extracted information, yep. uh, you listen to people, and you're, you're making what they want, right? right. You've got these awesome flavors, it makes a lot of sense, right? Yep. They sound delicious. Um, so tell me about like your first, your first sales. I mean, of course, like, you know, you're, you're in Union Kitchen. Right. Um, and you're learning, but like, you know, a thing that's so critical is you got to sell. Right. So tell me about like your first attempts to sell. Did they go well? Mm. Did you get rejected? You know, did you get chased away? Did people try to throw you, you know, in the hash? <laughs> no, no horror stories like that, but it, it's definitely a grind, right? Um, you know, we had the advantage to, um, not only with Union Kitchen stores and leveraging mm -hmm. your distribution network, but also uh, up in Baltimore, we had developed relationships with yeah. um, some of the small and kind of independent stores up there. Gotcha. Because yeah. that's where you're running the food truck. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. Awesome. So, so you know people. People know you. Yeah. And they're they're waiting. They're 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 missing their hash. Right. <laughs> they want to make it at their house, so we gave it to them. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So you're doing that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, what's been going on since that? So when did you launch, actually? Yeah, so we launched in grocery stores in September of 2020, so a little over a year. Okay. Yeah. Post-COVID. In, in yeah, a, in, in the midst of it, really, time. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right in the middle yeah. of it. <laughs> Pre-Delta. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Post the first round. <laughs> right. Okay, what was that like? Yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, you know, you hear a lot of the trends of people, you know, during COVID cooking more from home, and we mm -hmm. certainly benefited from some of those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a great process. We've kind of had a slow build along the way. Well, we've heard um, from a lot of people yeah. that one of the challenges in, in 2020, yeah. you know, post-March, um, was that grocery stores didn't want to try new things. Mm. And you are literally a new thing. Right. Did you run into that at all? Or, or did kind of your product just leapfrog that? Um, a little bit. There was a little bit of hesitation in some cases, but um, it's, you know, I think our product is very different in the category, mm -hmm. um, you know, both in format, flavor, all those things. It's, it's something you don't really see in the breakfast set. It's kind of a, an area where there's a lot of high processed and high calorie options. So a lot of the buyers were all about it. You know, when we gave them samples and they loved it. Um, so it, was, it wasn't as bad of a sell as it could have, you know, should have been maybe. Gotcha. So, I mean, you got past that challenge by yes. just having something they wanted. Exactly. They saw it was a hole in their own shelves. Yes. Yeah, that's a big deal. And yeah. That's something that uh, we think a lot about, you know, you got to make something that people want, but also you got to make something that the grocers yes. want. You gotta know, consider like, both. You know, they've got a lot of different things. They probably already have too much pizza. They probably already have too many, you know, sodas or yeah. maybe even coffees, right? Right. Um, and you're coming in there with something that is both what consumers want, but a grocer is happy to to fill in a gap. Yes. Because there's exactly. not a lot in that kind of like ready to eat breakfast. Right. Especially gluten free. Exactly. And the other <laughs> thing is, you know, we have this this pouch format, whereas all the other ones are in this, you know, a tray format. So yeah. it's kind of, ours can be done in a microwave, skillet, air fryer. So it's very versatile. You can add things to it like eggs or spinach. You know, the, the possibilities mm -hmm. are endless, right? So it's really versatile. Well, and so you, you do a food service product that we sell on our stores. Yes, exactly. And we add eggs. You do. So that, it's that's, delicious. That's a yep. great touch because we can just, um, you know, heat it up, yeah. add an egg to it, and you've got a meal. Yeah, exactly. That's it's 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 one of our most popular things. Oh, good. But I think it's you know when people are coming to one of our stores for breakfast, what are they looking for? I mean, they're uh, they're looking for something that's going to keep them full. Right. Right. Check. Yeah. Uh, but they're also looking for something that's fast. Right. Right. We are a grab and go. Yeah. You know, deli. Yeah. And coffee shop. 
People who want their coffee and they expect their food to come out about the same time it takes to get your coffee. Oh, exactly. Which is just a couple minutes. Yep. And so, you know, we, we couldn't cook something to order. We have right. to have a product that's easy and fast to, yeah. to turn around. Yeah. And you guys check that we, box perfectly. We do. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so um, so I just brought up a food service. So you're, you're doing this uh, retail yep. packaged product. Yep. You've also built a line of, of a food service product as yeah. well. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and so how's that going? Yeah, it's been great. It's... Uh, it's it's interesting. So to your point, exactly the pain point you guys feel at Union Kitchen, where you need to make it fast and quick, and consumers expect it quickly. You know, the big opportunity and pain point we saw from you know coffee shops and smaller stores is they just don't have the hood space, time, and anything mm-hmm. like that. So this really lends well to that, and so it's been kind of embraced by you know a number of stores, and uh, so we've had a nice traction there and. We're now expanding as well, our, our okay. food service offering. So we now have a bulk bag option. Okay, um, what's a bulk bag Bulk option? bag, right? So instead of like an eight ounce uh, portion like you see there, uh-huh. we're talking five pound increments. Yeah, that's so, a big breakfast. It is. I couldn't do that. <laughs> not regularly. For multiple people, not yeah. just one. Um, so like colleges and universities take this. Awesome. Yeah, so we're going to be starting with the Naval Academy in, in early 2022, which is exciting. Naval uh, Academy. Yeah. I bet they eat a lot of food there. I would think so too. Yeah. <laughs> That's really exciting. Yeah. So you, you have this hybrid uh, of sorts in that you're you're going after two major channels. Yes. With, with similar but different products. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about focus. Yeah. Do you see that as an advantage that you're kind of solving both this food service problem and mm-hmm. this home problem? Yeah. Or do you, you know, do you see that as a disadvantage that you have to carry all these SKUs right. and work across sales channels. Right. No, I think it's more of an advantage for us. These are, I mean, the good thing is these are, it's the same formula in each one. Yeah. Right? It's not, you know, we're not a little, a little more spinach in one versus the other. Yeah. So it's the same overall formula. Um, it's just different packaging and different ways that we do it. Right. So um, if anything, I think it helps our business because we can grow both at the same time. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, I think it keeps us nimble and versatile. Right. Nice. Yeah. Do, do you, uh, someone getting started now, do you think it's a good idea for them to do both food service at least and a retail con- product? I think at least consider it, right? Yeah. Um, it's nice to have two revenue streams as well. Sure. So I think that's a nice factor. Yeah. yeah, and I imagine, you know, maybe one grows faster than the other. Right. And then maybe that changes over time. I, you know. Yeah, and you can hit scale efficiencies quicker, right? That's another benefit of it. Yeah, and manufacture. Yes, exactly. So, um, you're you're doing well. You're growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for kind of context, what's, mm-hmm. you know, what's like the general size of your business right now today? What are you going to do this year in yeah. terms of? We're a little over hundred thousand in revenue this year. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah. And so we're about, you know, we're we're just past the one year mark. Yep. Um. So that's a that's a really great start, honestly. Yeah. Um. And you are growing. You talked about Naval Academy. Yes. Any other kind of big things on the horizon? Yeah. We're, so we're talking to some other stores like Kroger and some other chains, Whole okay. Foods. Those are big. Uh, so yeah, we're in Whole Foods right now, which is great. Sweet. We just launched there a little over a month ago in okay. the Mid-Atlantic and um, Giant as well, Giant Foods. So looking to keep building those channel or those customers as well. Yeah. Those are big ones. Yeah, it's huge. What do, you, what do you think you'll do as a business in 2022. Mm. We <laughs> talked a little about this earlier. I'm, I mean, definitely, I think a million plus is well within reach. You know, I'm shooting for over two. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. 10, Big 20X. jump. Right? I think, you know, people talk about making sure you can uh, grow sustainably, but yes. also double your sales. And you're doing a lot more than that. Yeah. But I think it speaks to the, the work you've been doing. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, but so with that comes, you know, 
things, you know, you're, yeah. you got to build a team. Yes. You have to maybe buy equipment. Yep. Um, you know, we talk about going from tabletop production, benchtop right. production, just mixing it up yep. to small batches and bigger batches. Yeah. Um, that requires a team. Yes. So uh, t- tell me about, you know, you've worked in food. You've seen how big food runs this. Yes. How have you applied that to building your team here? You know, like, are you are you using those strategies or are you using something entirely different for thinking about how do you build the stone's throw team? Right. No, the team, you know, we're, we're building it piece by piece. And, um, you know, the great we've been blessed. We've got a few new hires that have kind of come on and, and really taken over the reins and led operations and you know they're doing a great job so we're going to continue to build that team for sure and yeah to your point you know i've seen what big food manufacturing is and obviously there's a lot of great things about that and we look to get there one day and we put you know we got to continue to progress (laughs) one step at a time gotcha so you uh it sounds like from what you were saying you know you focused your hiring around kind of manufacturing operations yes Yes. gotcha trying to solidify that yep and then you personally have been really focused on just the the building of the business, and I assume you know sales. Yes, absolutely. Um, gotcha. Yeah, I mean that's a good structure. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a good way to do it. And then you know to, to help that production team, um, what are you thinking about in terms of equipment? Is that a big part of your plans? Yeah. Or you know, tell me about it. Yeah, equipment's key, right? So we're still basically at a kind of uh, to your point the bench top, but maybe a little more further along. We've got some equipment. But there's definitely some equipment that could lend to, to helping us, you know, increase capacity and stuff. So things like vertical fill machines. Okay, um, so, just you know, what's yeah. a vertical fill machine doing? So that that sounds like the next big thing you want to get. Yes, absolutely. So what does that do? So what it does, as opposed to us hand filling each bag, so right? You got to open a bag, you get it open, you got to yep. scoop, put it in the bag, get to weigh it, it, make sure it's seal right. Seal it. Put it in the case, tape it up, take it to the freezer, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of steps there. Yeah, but it's a lot of steps. Whether it yeah. sounds like it or not, that takes time. It does. And time is money. Yes. Um, okay, so vertical fill takes away some of that. Yes, it absolutely does. So we put each of the ingredients we need in, in the vertical, these kind of buckets at the top. Mm-hmm. And then there's a conveyor belt underneath. So you put one of these open bags in there and it slides down, stops at one point, drops exactly how much sweet potatoes in there. Then... There's a chorizo drop, then hmm. it goes and it seals it off. So that's kind of the next step in our evolution. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to take a lot of those steps away. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, is that the sort of equipment, like you can make $100,000 worth with what you've been doing. Yes. Is that the sort of equipment you need to do a million plus? Yes. You definitely do. Like the both space and people it would take to do that all by hand would be you know, mm-hmm. a lot. Right? And so, money, right? Yeah, exactly. And what's a what's a vertical fill machine like that set you back? Is that a? It's it depends. There's the good thing is there's varying sizes and, yeah. and different technologies. So the fully automated ones, you know, big ones, they could go for over hundred. But the ones we're looking at are more in the ten to twenty range, twenty thousand range. Cool. Yeah. I mean, make a big difference quickly. Yeah, I think when you get started, it sounds like a lot. But yeah. when you start thinking about hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales. Yeah. And the related kind of labor that comes with that. Yes. This investment starts to make a lot of sense. It really does. It's exciting. Yeah, you know, very about machines. Yeah, exactly. Are you a technical person? Um, has that been something you've done? Because it sounds like uh, you worked on the marketing side. Yeah, I tend to lean more marketing sales. <laughs> I can do it a little bit, but um, yeah, I'm not necessarily an engineer by any means. 
<laughs> well, it, it sure seems I'm learning like you it, are. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. you've done a great job kind Thanks. of developing the skills and a process, right? Right. That's I think cute. you've, uh, I've been on calls with you where you're talking with people that are, you know, great at this and, yeah. and uh, you know, watching your development and learn how to produce at this scale, then the next scale. Right. You know, it's exciting to see what's next. Yeah, thanks. Vertical film machine. That'd yeah, be cool. Yeah, it will be. Cool. All right. So those are all really awesome things. Yep. I'm very excited for growth of stone throw, everything that comes next, you know, building this out. The the thing I always like to talk about is, you know, what do we do wrong? Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and how do we recover from that? Because basically like my core idea of an entrepreneur yeah. is someone who is, you know, arrogant enough to think they can do better. Yes. That they've got a better idea, which, you know, you have some of that, mm-hmm. right? I do. Uh, but then the, kind of the, the humility to listen and learn, right? right? And, and to continue to build. Coupled with resiliency and persistence, yeah, uh, to to keep going, right. And so I, I think everyone in business runs into challenges, yeah, runs into walls, runs out of money, right. And I think the people that end up being successful are the ones that keep going when that happens. They yes. find a way to keep going. Yeah, um, Union Kitchen is entirely built around trying to, you know, let you know when those things are coming, right. So you can you know prepare for them, yep, and help you be kind of resilient in that. But with all that said, like, what's a what's something a challenge or like a <laughs> thing you messed up, or just like something went horribly wrong, um, you know, while you've been running this business? Sure. Like, how'd you get over it? Yeah, I think uh, the fir- the big one that comes to mind is actually around the food truck when we were first yeah. first launching, and I think the <laughs> it was Mike Tyson that said everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face, right? <laughs> and I felt like I got punched in the face that day. We, uh, so we got, basically the backstory is, you know, bought the food truck from Ford directly. And so we spent some money on that. Exactly, and I was all personal at that all point, personal. right? Yeah, it was <laughs> right. all so on me. You saved you know, enough money to yes. start this business and you just take a whole bunch of it and throw it into a food truck. Exactly, <laughs> so uh, big investment. And, and then we had a, another company do the, you know, the filling of it with, you know, a oven, a refrigeration unit, kind of f- fill the interior of it, and get an email, and they are out of business. So, mm. um, got an empty truck about two weeks before we were supposed to launch the oh, food no. truck. Um, <laughs> so it was definitely a you know a punch in the face, and and you had <laughs> paid for it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> had to scramble, but thankfully you know we I did plan and saved a lot you know as much as I could and was able to kind of scrummage up the rest of the money and found a different vendor who did a great job um, to kind of finish it up. And, you know, in the meantime, so there's a little bit of a delay, we used a tent and food truck and basically went to farmer's market and stuff to start. Um, so kind of pivoted quickly and, and rolled with it. And then we got the, few, the food truck a few months late, but ended up working great for us. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and even the food truck, you know, that, uh, you know, let's talk about challenge. You yeah. invested money, put all in there. You run a food truck, which is a tough business. Yes. And uh, you had to make some tough decisions about, uh, and you did a great job describing it earlier, but the reality is probably you had to make some tough decisions about the strategy for the business yes. and how the food truck fit in. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, you know, like I said, we're not running the food truck right now. It was a great way to start the business. And, you know, but there's also, you know, an entrepreneur needs to stay focused on, you know, the areas that they're really going to propel the business forward. Right. So that's, yeah. that's a tough decision you have to make. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a very tough one, which I think you made. Um, quickly, yes. Um, which uh, you know probably has a lot to do with you know you getting past those early challenges, right? Cool, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. People don't talk about the hard things. Yeah, people talk about the wins, they post on Instagram, all the smiles. Yeah, right. <laughs> cool, man. Well, sounds like you've got a, a kind of a big year uh, ahead of you. Yes. 
Um, as we think about kind of the, the milestones you have achieved, what's the, what, what are you most proud of so far? Oh man. Um, I'd say, you know, the whole foods and giant getting into some, so picking up these big, yeah, accounts. the big accounts ones, you know, that are, that, you know, you, everybody knows and respects and yeah. those were big seeing on the shelves there. That was something that, you know, meant a lot to me. Um, and yeah. I think that's when people start to understand what you're doing. Right. I'm exactly. sure you've told lots of people about this. Yeah. Um, and the story changes when you go, yeah, and we're available at right. Giant Whole Foods. Yeah. You go, oh, I get it now. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. So that was, that was a big one. Um, heck, I still remember the first uh, farmer's market we did when we sold out the first day. That's still <laughs> That's one. I, I still get so excited about that. So there's, there's lots of milestones, and whether big or small, along the way that, you know, it's important, too, to, to take a minute and, you know, take a night. Cheers. You know, you did a good, you had a big win, but then get after it the next yeah, day. Yeah, and do it the next day. And it's hard to do. Yeah, it is. Honestly, I remember, you know, our first time we uh, did anything, we were running this cafe, yeah. you know, and um, having a busy day and me and my sister working it and just being really excited about that. Um, and then realizing that we really hadn't made any money <laughs> and we were going to have to keep grinding yeah. and figure out how to actually make money yeah. next time we were busy. Right. That's the <laughs> tricky part, right? Yeah. It's funny. I mean, people are like, wow, you must be rich. We're like, Yeah. You know, one day. Someday. You know, that's the plan. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Very cool, man. Well, Ben, thanks for thanks for coming here. Thanks for talking yeah. with me and kind of sharing your story and some of these good things. Absolutely. I look forward to talking next year, year after, and, yeah. and hear about you crushing these goals and being all over and solving manufacturing problems and just, you know, being the dude who gets it done. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. You too. Thanks for listening to Food Founders. If you liked today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We'll see you next time on Food Founders, stories from launch to scale.